Amen. Looking in the epistle of Ephesians tonight, chapter 6, and we're going to do a split screen for you, a couple of verses out of that, that little sequence of scriptures talking about the armor of God. Everybody knows if you want to talk about the armor of God, you have to go to this sixth chapter of the epistle of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Ephesians 6, 16. Can we do this, sister? Can we read? I want to read King James 16 and 17, then go back and read uh, EEB and 16 and 17. All right? So above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Verse 17, please. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now read that 17th verse in the King James with me. 17th, there you go, everybody together, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All right, now we'll read this from the easy English Bible. I will at least, you follow along. As well as all that, have faith to trust God. That will be like a shield that you hold in front of you. It will stop the devil from hurting you with his arrows that burn with fire. In verse 17, remember that God has saved you. He's telling you, remember that God has saved you from your sins, and that will be like a strong hat that keeps your head safe. Also, use God's message to help you. That will be like a sword that God's Spirit puts in your hand. All right. Hallelujah going to talk tonight about the helmet of salvation. Look at somebody and say the helmet of salvation. This isn't the helmet of salvation, but that's a helmet, all right? Thank you, Lord, for your goodness tonight and your mercy. Precious souls in the house, young and old alike, encourage them tonight. Feed us tonight. Enlighten us tonight. Educate us tonight. Strengthen us tonight. Let us believe here better than we came, stronger than we are, and we'll give you all the glory for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. The helmet of salvation, you may be seated. God bless you. This is silly, I understand, to ask you this, but what's the primary hel uh, job of a helmet? To cover and protect your head. What's inside your head that needs protection? Your brain. What's inside your brain right here that helps process and decide, make decisions? Your mind. And your mind, no matter what your intellectual level is, no matter what your IQ is, your mind is working 24-7, 365 days a year. If you're busy at work, sleeping at night, just mellowing out, chilling out, relaxing somewhere, your mind is always engaged. It might be engaged in meaningless stuff or it might be engaged in important issues, but the mind is always at work, always at work, always at work. Pardon me for seeming carnal. I wasn't always in the church, but way back when, when I was a child, I remember a, a a commercial on television that ran uh, regularly, and it was talking about uh, an educational process to people that couldn't afford it. And at the end of the commercial, it said, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. 
and a helmet. A helmet is designed to protect my head, that encases my brain, that encloses my mind, which tells my, mind, my brain what I need to do next in my life. You need the mind. You need the engagement of the mind to tell your brain so that your body can react as to how to respond, how to act, etc., etc., etc. So the helmet's job is to protect the, the head, the brain, and the mind. For your information, and you may or may not have known this already, but 50,000 neurosurgeons on average perform 200 annual surgeries on either the brain down to the spinal column every year. 50,000 neurosurgeons, 200 annually. From the brain to the spinal column, every single year perform surgeries on that, that delicate area that's so critical to your and my life. Someone said, well, I don't have a mind issue. Who are you preaching to tonight? Well, do you know that according to science, the first and second, the first and second mental illness powers every human being face are depression and anxiety. And everybody deals with depression or anxiety. You may not deal with both, only one. She may deal with both. But everybody in this world that ever engages a thought, that ever looks to provide or work or, or grow or prosper or settle or process, every single human being deals with one or the other or maybe both depression or anxiety. Satan is a master at manipulating the processes of the mind. Can I get a witness from somebody? He isn't a beginner. He isn't a novice. He is a master, a scholarly teacher at manipulating the ways our mind processes information. So when the Bible talks about putting on the helmet of salvation, it's talking about protecting your mind. Because the devil works feverishly. He works feverishly. Not to mess up your hair. Not to plug your ears. But to get inside that head. Inside that brain. And inside that mind. He knows. He knows better than we know. The ability to change the tide of direction. If he can just manipulate one thought. What's he so concerned about in the mind? What we think about. We are getting hit every day, all the time, every situation of life. Maybe your bank account is fat and busting. Maybe you don't even have a bank account. Maybe you don't even have a vehicle tonight. We are getting attacked everywhere from every angle in the thoughts, negative thoughts, that challenge our mind. Listen to this. Almost, if you would, engage with the writer, if you would. See in your mind's eye the spirit, 
maybe the hallway, the darkness, the clouds. When people wrote these like Psalm 142 verse 4, no one cares for my soul. Nobody cares for me. I don't think he made that statement at his birthday party. I'm pretty sure he didn't make that statement when he just got a promotion. But thoughts. Listen to what Jonah said in chapter 4 verse 3. He said, God, I just wish you would kill me right now. I'm tired of dealing with it. You want to talk about anxiety and mental pressure. Just take my life. 4 verse 3. 4 verse 3, please, of Jonah. Listen to what Paul said in Romans 7 and 18. You know anything about the seventh chapter of Romans? Paul is like taking us to school. And he's exposing what's, the, what's going on in his mind. He's saying, I know I should be doing right. But when I try to do right, I find myself doing wrong. There's this battle going on between Paul's ears. And he said in Romans 7, 18, For the will is present with me. I want to do the right thing. But how to do that which is good? Paul said, I'm just having trouble. Talking about protecting the mind. Your mind. How many times have you had someone that just messed with your mind? And you get to the point where you kind of snap and say, stop messing with my mind. Let me make a decision. Give me some space. Get out of my face. I need, I need room here to, to make a conscious, non-pressurized decision. James said it this way in chapter 1, verse 8. You just We read it routinely around here. That a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. We need a mind that's secure, a mind that's stabilized, a mind that is focused, and the devil is working feverishly to interrupt those plans. Hey, are you protecting your mind tonight? Are you doing anything on a routine basis to guard the thoughts that come into your mind? Why is it we think that any thought we have must be okay? Because I must be the developer of that thought. Let me tell you, Satan knows how to, to manipulate things so that in my brain and in my mind come thoughts that I did not create. It's called the helmet of salvation for a reason. It's not really meant to make you look prettier. It's not meant to make you look more noble. It's meant to guard something very important in your life. I don't know how many sports there are, but numbers of them, many numbers of them. You're not getting on the field without a helmet. You're not getting on the ice without a helmet. Oh, but I'm good. I, I've been around. I, I know how to do this. I, I've got quick reflexes. You, you're going to the bench till you cover your head. What are they trying to do? Control people? No, they're trying to protect the most important part of a human's anatomy. The mind, the brain, the head. Can you imagine
Can you imagine in the old days? I don't know about what time frame, but in, in Major League Baseball, in, in professional hockey, they didn't wear helmets. I've seen pictures of goalies from the 1950s and 60s, and their face looks like Frankenstein. Can you imagine going into the batter's box? I was listening to a little bit of the uh, National League Championship Series this afternoon, and that guy in the sixth inning was throwing 98-99. Can you imagine getting into the batter's box with nothing on your head? From 60 feet and 6 inches, if it's going 98 miles per hour, it takes less than that. Finally, someone made up their mind, we're, we're putting these men and these people in dangerous predicaments, yeah. Again, listen to these words from the Easy English Bible, Ephesians 6, 17 only. Remember that God has saved you from your sins. That's a commission. That's a commandment. Remember, I didn't always used to love the Lord. You didn't always used to look forward to Wednesday night service. You didn't always push away things that tempted your flesh. Remember, God brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's so much better now than it used to be. I, I, I don't have to be convinced of that. It's light years better than it used to be. Remember that, Paul said. And by remembering that or doing that, it's going to be like a strong hat that keeps your head safe. So just keeping your memory fresh and intact is one way of guarding my mind. Don't forget what God has done from you, done for you. If God set you free off an addiction or if God brought you you know, out of a, of a goody-two-shoe life, whatever it is, you got to remember it's better now than it used to be, all right? With God, everything is better, always better, always richer. And it, it didn't have to be this way, but for the mercy of God. He said, that will be like a strong hat for you that keeps your head safe. I don't have to tell you this. The devil is working overtime. On our minds. I, I'm, I hope I don't lose where I'm at here. But, but I, I think, I think I, if I could get you to understand this. Sometimes if we could just do this in our minds and show each other the storm going on. I've, I've told Cindy that a hundred times in our life. If I could just do this and get you to see the storm going on in my brain. Because the devil knows he has but a short time. So we're told in Romans 12 too, Sister Pleo, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Transformed. Remember what God has done and be changed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that, Pastor? 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 said, bring every thought into captivity. Some thought comes into your brain. You don't have to rush to the altar and repent and say, nope, 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 nope. Sing a song, turn the radio on, open the window, move, change seats, whatever you got to do. But bring every thought into your own control. Just because it comes knocking at your door doesn't mean you have to open the door and let it in. Can I get an amen? 
So remember where you came from and control your thoughts. Believe it or not, you're in control of your thoughts. Too many God-fearing people, too many good God-fearing people suffer needlessly because they don't know what to do with thoughts. So they struggle with them. And they're at work struggling with thoughts. And I'm the, I'm the worst in the world. I can start out leaving the house thinking about uh, an awesome baseball game I listen to. And I can drive by the church. Something jump in my mind all of a sudden. And by the time I get to Fred Meyer, I'm, I'm on a negative track. And I'm upset about somebody. And if you cross paths with me, you'll think, hey, he's having a good day. Because inside of my mind, there's a war going on. So Paul said, remember that now you're a new creature in Christ and control your thinking. Take control of thoughts that come into your mind. How can I do that, Pastor? Well, one good way, the best way I should say, is to put God's word in your mind. Even if you can't memorize, that's okay. Start your day off every day with a scripture of the day, a chapter of the day, a verse of whatever. Start your day off like that. There's not a better way to engage your mind intentionally than having someone text you, hey, this is the day that the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Engage the word of God into your thoughts intentionally. Steer your thoughts. No, we're not going there today. You know, you, it used, well, it used to be, well, I'm not going to go there, but it, you can literally take control of the direction your thoughts are trying to steer you. And you can say, no, I'm just not going to go there today. God loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Whatever you've got to do. The devil can erupt and counteract and contradict and overflow. And you get up and make up your mind, nope, nope, this is the day the Lord has made. I may not have tomorrow. I made it have next week. So you begin each day. Try to begin each day by putting at least one verse. Forgive me, God, for making it so, so little. At least one verse. At least one verse in your mind. Because the devil's not afraid of you, but the word of God puts him in his place. The word of God puts him in his place. So Philippians 4 verse 8 said intentionally. I added intentionally. said to think on these things. Good things. You need to intentionally think on good things because Proverbs 23, 7 said, as you think in your heart. That's not talking about the blood pump. He's talking about the mind. As you think in your mind, so are you. So why not get up in the morning and just start a new habit? I am more than a conqueror through him that loved us. I don't look like a conqueror. I surely don't. Climb like a conqueror, but I am, Jesus said, Paul said, I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. And as you think in your heart, so is it. And Philippians 2, 5 said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind, no, you're not God, but you can think God things. His thoughts, his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts and his ways higher than our ways. But you can be in that place where you are steering your mind into the things God's mind. 
wants us to possess. And I'll close with this scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8. Did I give you that and we get it in there? But let us, Paul said, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of love, uh, excuse me, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, hope of salvation. Are you protecting your mind tonight? I can tell you this. I, I don't want to get off on anywhere tonight, but since, since when does when shepherds preach, do they have to apologize for being straight? Why? But every time, every time you turn that worldly nonsense on, whether it's music or entertainment of any capacity or pick up stuff that doesn't glorify God or edify your walk with God, it's engaging your mind in something. You may not do it. You may not buy their bill of goods, but it's engaging your mind. It's engaging your mind. And Paul said, we have a helmet of salvation. Remember what God's done for you. Intentionally put the word of God into your life. Steer your thoughts towards the mind of God. That's not about right. That's exactly right. Because the helmet isn't there for looks. It's there for service. Someone said, I just can't get it. I can't get this out of my mind. Oh, you can. But you have to intentionally go strategically against it and how it's working. I can't get that person out of my head. Oh, you can. Yes, you can. But you have to intentionally engage the word of God to protect your mind. God love you tonight. Jesus, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for what you're doing in our life and where you brought us from and where you're taking us to. We thank you, Lord, for strength in our hearts and joy in our minds, refreshing in our soul, strength in our experience and our walk with God. We're so appreciative, God. We're so thankful, Lord, that you've not forsaken us, abandoned us, left us out to dry. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Cover the head of the praying man and woman. Cover the mind and thoughts of the young man and the young lady. Cover the intentions, God, and decision-making processes of our everyday in and out, up and down, lifestyles, God, here and there, to and fro. Thankful for the helmet of salvation. So thankful, God. It's a hope to my soul. It's hope to my soul, and I'll give you glory and honor. Anybody want to praise him tonight? Thank you, Lord. 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 Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.